live from Delaware, it's Hoagies and Pierogies! With your hosts, Ian DiCarlo. We're getting a little double down. Chocolate rain. And RJ Hammond. I just want some more hot tea in my life. Let's just say he was a good lover. All right, everyone, welcome to episode 79 of Hoagies and Pierogies. I'm your host, Ian DiCarlo. We got a couple of live reactions for you and a lot of controversy. It's been a uh, controversial week uh, for sports. Uh, what the hell happened? Okay, first off, I need to write down everything that I think of. I struggled last week to uh, remember everything that I wanted to put down. I didn't put every like even if I wanted to put everything in there it would not have even been close to an hour. So, uh dude, I I shit you not. I looked at the camera and I thought I was going for an hour. It was 36 minutes. 36 minutes total. And that's when I kind of was like, uh all right, maybe 35 to 40 is a punchier 35 to 40 is what I should be shooting for. Just got to make sure to bring the heat every week and make sure this is a real goddamn podcast before we go on to Triple P. All right. Let's start out with a controversy in the NHL. I don't know if anyone's heard of this, but uh, Corey Perry is fucking Connor Bedard's mom. <laughs> I think this is hilarious because, first off, the organization straight up just won't come out and say what it was. And second... <laughs> Corey Perry's so old and Bettered is so young that it's just like what comeback do you have to that oh I fucked your mom uh, no I know you did shut up <laughs> dude Bettered's mom is a dying piece holy shit <laughs> actually now that holy shit was it Josh Giddy's mom? I don't know whose mom that was in the draft from last year that we thought was hot. But if that was Josh Giddy's mom, this ties in excellently. Holy fucking shit. Uh, so much controversy. <laughs> Josh Giddy's fucking a 15-year-old, and apparently she's on Snapchat saying, I'm dating Josh, but we don't need to talk about that. Just wasted. Let's. All right, I wasn't going to talk about that. Let's get back on track. So... Immediately when I heard about this Corey Perry rumor, I thought, Coke or booze? He looks like a Coke and booze guy, 100%. But <laughs> it, I think it is really funny that even though the organization straight out, straight up came out and said, no, this is not, this does not have anything to do with the players' families. They just won't even like hint to what it was that he did. And I understand wanting to keep it private, but, like, if you really want to dispel the rumors, say what the fuck he did. I, I don't get it. Whether it happened or not, his, he's going to have nightmares about his mom sleeping with his teammates on the daily. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, the people more people deny the claim without giving another reason, the more believable that this is. I even texted RJ. I was like, hey, have you heard anything about this Corey Perry situation? Not alluding to the fact that I heard about uh, 
the mob rumor. And he was like, no, it has nothing to do with Connor Bedard's mom. All right. Bedard, Bedard, retard, whatever. I'm, I'm giving him Bedard because it sounds better than Bedard. Bedard. Okay. Uh, everyone making moves in the NL Central except the Pirates. Brewers just signed Jackson Churio to a eight-year, $82 million contract with two $25 million op- club optioneers can reach a total of 142.5 million dollars if he reaches those escalators and the uh, optioneers brewers just all of a sudden instead of retooling just created a whole bunch of excitement by signing one of their players extending one of their young players who has never he's played six games at triple a he's 19 years old uh, St. Louis just made a big deal for Sonny Gray, three years, $75 million. Uh, that's a great move for them. That's a lot of money for Sonny Gray, though. But he did look great in Minnesota. Uh, the Reds, well, just take a look at this live reaction. So this is the selection show of teams that suck. As opposed to later in the episode where it's going to be the selection show of teams that are the best. <laughs> All right, and we're hoping for the Pirates to uh, land a top five pick. They'll probably go top ten. They have a 3% chance to get the number one pick, so we'll see. Fingers crossed. This is going to be exciting. I know last year I was so hyped when the Pirates got the number one pick. Oh, Clint Hurdle's here for the Rockies to see the Pirates get the number one pick. Dude, I'm ready for the chaos. Let the chaos ensue. Just give me all the controversy possible. That's all I want this episode. We're alive and we're controversial. All of these guys look so thrilled to be here. They do not look like they <laughs> know what's going on at all or care at all. Okay, so this year we got the Athletics, the Royals, and the Rockies all in the top three spots, vying for the number one pick at 18.3%. That's pretty damn good. Then we got the White Sox right behind them at 14.7. Drops dramatically to the Cardinals at 8.3. I would kill myself if the Cardinals get the number one pick. Then the Angels right behind them. Seems totally unfair. It doesn't make any sense. Then the Mets, then the Pirates. So the Pirates have the, what is that, the eighth best chance at the number one pick at 3%, like I said earlier. You know, the draft lottery to me is actually a lot like deal or no deal. The Pirates are the million-dollar case, and if the Cardinals get the number one pick, it would be like they're the $1 case, and I get nothing. All right, hopefully I don't have to wait as long for this as I did for the college selection show. I can't remember exactly what they did last year, but I really hope they have like the old lottery balls in the spinner. <laughs> they do have the big bong balls. Let's go. All right, 18 is Tampa Bay. All right, 17 is the Brewers. Number 16, Miami. Number 15 is the Seattle Mariners. 14 is the Cubs. 13 is the Giants. 12th is the Red Sox. The 11th pick is the Tigers. 10th pick is the Nationals. 9th is the Pirates. Ah, shit. Uh, they moved down one spot in the order. There's nothing crazy going on, but... Oh, man. Eighth is the Angels. That's rough. Seventh is the Cardinals. Thank God they did not get the number one pick. Fuck, well, that's it for the non-lottery picks. Pirates get ninth overall. 
that sucks ass. I'll stick around for the last six, but there's really nothing else to be excited about. Ninth? Ninth. Fuck. Well, ninth overall is disappointing to say the least. Let's spend some fucking money now and stop fucking tanking. Because <laughs> it doesn't work. Because it doesn't work. So let's fucking go. Let's get it moving, nutting. Come on. It's on you now. <sighs> okay, number six. The Royals. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> That's the first surprising one. That sucks. Oh, man, that hurts. The White Sox at five also kind of sucks. <laughs> what the hell? Number four is the A's. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> All right, this top six is hilarious. That's more disappointing than the Pirates being ninth. Number three, the Rockies. Holy shit. Wow. Guardians, 2% chance to get the number one pick. Reds, 0.9% chance to get the number one pick. Wow. Okay, these. this is more surprising than last year. Number two is Cincinnati. That stings. That really stings for the Pirates. And number one overall, that means it's the Cleveland Guardians. Wow. Wow. That's actually really surprising. Congrats to the Guardians, and fuck you, Reds. If you chew Big Red, fuck you. <laughs> Alrighty, on to the rest of the episode. All right, let's move on to college football, where this was like the biggest controversy of the week. Deion Sanders got Sports Person of the Year. For, for what, shit-talking his team all season? Oh, we could just buy new players. Let's go. Prime time. Shut the fuck up. All right, enough. I know we said we would never talk about Deion Sanders, but that had to be, that had to be mentioned. How do you give Deion Sanders the sports person of the year? A lot of people were like, did the voting end in September? Because it seems like it. I don't know how you could. Oh, there were celebrities at the games. Who cares? What? So sports person of the year. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, this was the big, big week. This was championship week for college football, and it paid off. It absolutely paid off. I know last week that I was going to watch the uh, Pac-12 championship at the Christmas party. Completely forgot. Just started talking to everyone at the Christmas party. You know, rolled in. I rolled in, in an hour late. My mistake. I thought it started at 7, started at 6. So they ran out of beer pretty fast. And then I was like, okay. So then I went down to the road to Wolf Brewery. I walked in. And what do I see on the TV? I had completely forgotten about it. The Pac-12 championship. Washington is up 10 to nothing already. And I could not have been happier when I sat down. And that first half was so exciting if you were if you were rooting for Washington. And then the second half was a little bit a uh, little bit hairy. But I expected it to be a good game throughout. I really did not expect Washington to pull away like they did in the first half, but that was a great, great game. 
Patriots should draft Udunze and Penix. I've seen enough. They and profit. These two will be a problem if they are together. And I don't know if anyone saw it, but the Pac-12 mascots were all on the sideline in the corner of the field. Oh, it was so sad and so like joyous at the same time. It was like a celebration of life for the Pac-12. <laughs> Oh, man, what a way to send off the conference by not fucking up their playoff chances. And, I mean, we'll get into that. Uh, Next up was the Big 12 championship. Texas just completely blew out Oklahoma State, 49-21. to Um, <laughs> They're leaving the, for the SEC with the Big 12 championship under the belt and possibly more. Uh, this is huge. Huge news for Texas. Quinn Ewers is likely to stay next year. He's He doesn't really have a high draft grade, so I think him staying another year would definitely help. Uh, and I wrote this beforehand. Chance to get in with a Bama win and FSU loss? Didn't even need one of them to happen. All right. So speaking of that, the SEC championship, this was the craziest outcome that could have happened Alabama ends up beating Georgia 24 to 27 yeah Georgia's first loss in 728 days snapping a 29 game winning streak this this was the big one Georgia scored first but Alabama scored 17 unanswered points to go up 17-7 at halftime and they held on to win I never Kind of never had a doubt, honestly. This was far and away Bama's game to win on a hot streak. Oh, it, w- it was really good. I go over a lot of these scenarios in the live reaction that I have to the uh, rankings. But Bama being on this hot streak in recency bias, I'm going to say that five fucking times in the live reaction. Get ready for it. It really helped them. Yeah, I mean, after it's like benching Milrow didn't even happen. So him wanting the Heisman now, he's not going to get it because he's not a finalist. But the fi- we actually did find out that the finalists are Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr., uh, Jaden Daniels, and Marvin Harrison Jr. The four that were expected. So, but yeah, congrats to Alabama for. for Throwing this thing into fucking chaos. <laughs> For the late championships, the Big Ten championship, Michigan took care of business. Completely embarrassed Iowa. That was a no-brainer. <laughs> Iowa shut out. Oh, Iowa has to score a garbage time touchdown. No, they don't. No. <laughs> that was undoubtedly the easiest bet that I would have taken if I would have taken it. Uh, Harbaugh was back on the sideline, so that influenced that a lot, I think. And then the ACC championship, Rodemaker did not start. This hurt them a lot. Glenn was the starting quarterback. I don't know what his first name is, something Glenn. I actually did write down that this was a terrible game and that FSU needed to be out of the final rankings. 55 total passing yards in the game, 55. And I know that they'll have Rodemaker back. They would have had a Rodemaker back, but, well, let's just get into these rankings. 
ladies and gentlemen, my live reaction to the college football playoff rankings. So I think that it's going to be Michigan number one, Washington number two, Florida State number three, and I think it's going to be Bama number four. I think a recency bias is going to kick in, and uh, the head-to-head against Texas, it matters so much, but it, it happened all the way back in September. I think that hurts them a lot, actually. Um, I, I do think that it's going to be interesting. Maybe FSU gets out, but I cannot see them taking a 13-0 conference champion that's 3 and 0 against top 25 teams this year. I I don't understand how they could put a one-loss team above Florida State even though Florida State wasn't on their third string quarterback in that game against Louisville and and 16 to 6. We're going to have to see some more offense, but Rodemaker's going to be back. Uh FSU's defense is incredible. So let's let's go over the the top here. I, I I think so. My top four of what I think it will be is Michigan, Washington, FSU, Bama. What it should be is Michigan number one, thirteen and zero Big Ten champs, three and zero against top twenty five teams, one and zero against top ten. Washington had the best schedule out of all teams in the end. 5 and 0 against top 25 teams, Pac-12 champs, and 2 and 0 against Oregon. Both against a rolling Oregon both times. Um Florida State, like I said, ACC champs, 3 and 0 against top 25, 1 and 0 against the top 5 LSU team earlier in the season. Again, with recency bias, I don't know if that matters as much cuz that was all the way back in what week 3, week 2, week 3. So, we'll see. And then, Texas and Bama. This is the big one. This is the really big one because Texas is they, – they beat him head-to-head. Like I said, that was back in September. They're Big 12 champs, 4-1 and one against the top 25, 1-0 and oh against that top five Alabama team in week two. Um, after that, the Jalen Milrow got benched, like, not shortly after that, and – Things seem to be in disarray for Bama. That's why this is all that much more impressive that Bama came back 12-1, and SEC champs, 4-1 and against top 25, only loss was against Texas, and then they beat number one Georgia. I really don't know how you can keep them out either. I wouldn't be surprised if it were Texans and Bama making it and FSU's out. But I think that would be completely unfair to FSU I mean, they did everything they – literally everything they could. They finished the job without their number one quarterback to start, to start the season, and they've been just not blowing people out at all. They won 24-15 to against Florida, 16-6 to against Louisville. It's going to be a struggle, but I feel like that defense could make anyone struggle. Um, I think Washington would be a good matchup for them in the in the playoffs, and it might be who would they would want to get first. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Um, really, between those six, it's no one else is making it in. OSU is not making it in. Oregon's not making it in. But um, what I do think it should be 
Michigan one, Washington two, FSU three, uh, Texas number four, Bama five, Georgia six, OSU seven, Oregon eight, Mizzou nine, and then Penn State ten to round out the top ten. <sighs> I really think that Texas is just going to get fucked because of recency bias. That's literally the only thing. Because Alabama just beat Georgia, and Texas has been, I don't know, not irrelevant, but that one loss that Texas has. Let's see who that was against. Against Oklahoma, who was number 12 at the time. Oh, Oklahoma's still number 12? Okay. Yeah, Oklahoma's still number 12, so that helps Texas. How much, though? I don't know. I don't know. This is going to be so... I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm ready. It's 12.04. Let's get ready for these reactions. And that's another thing. People thought that TCU had no chance against Michigan last year. And look at what they did. I know they got crushed by Georgia, but it's... You need those, you need those upsets in the first round, I think. And this is all going to be a mute point next year with uh, 12 teams. But God, imagine this being the first in the last college football playoff without the SEC. That would be insane. I think it would be a good way to send off the four-team format and be like, hey, maybe we do need 12 teams. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Oh, I'm ready for this. Holy shit. Based on this, look at this. Conference championship wins. Strength of schedule and head-to-head -head competition. Comparative outcomes of common opponents. Other relevant factors such as unavailability of key players and coaches that may have affected the team's performance during the season or likely will affect its postseason performance. I feel like they just tacked that fucking shit on for FSU right there. That's going to be a fucking... Oh, it's over for FSU. It's over for FSU. Put those bets in now. It's going to be Texas and Bama filling those last two spots behind Washington and Michigan. Oh, my God. I didn't... I didn't know that was an actual rule. I feel like that shouldn't actually be a rule because that seems like it, then they can just put whoever they fucking want in. Why even rank the teams? If we really want to blame someone, let's blame LSU for losing to Florida State. How about that? Without that, all of this garbage would be gone and it would be Texas and Bama in 100%. Get the fuck out of here with the eye test, booger. You know, the only eye test that matters, I see a big fat zero in the loss column for FSU. How about that? How about that? Wow, uh, they just said that no one from lower than six has ever made the playoffs. So that's where Bama stands right now at seven. They've never excluded an undefeated Power 5 conference champion before. So something has got to break here. Well, Michigan's obviously going to be number one. But I'll tell you what, that those Bama and the, well, specifically the uh, Washington schedule, Great. 5-0 against top 25 teams, 2-0 against Oregon and that. Amazing. That's great. I, I didn't realize they had five top 25 wins, even though I knew it was a lot. And then even with the Bama is also 4-1, the only loss against Texas. We'll see how that shakes out. I don't like Texas's loss to Oklahoma, even though Oklahoma is still number 12, uh, according to the AP poll. But And yeah, the AP poll uh, just came out today this is a little bit maybe a little bit of a spoiler we got michigan number one washington number two texas number three 
FSU four, Alabama five, Georgia six. I do like that. I, I do think that you put one of Texas or Alabama above Florida State. Should probably be Texas. And I think you keep Florida State in. That loss against Texas might be the deciding factor for Alabama. All right, so the strength of record that I don't have here, Florida State's third with strength of record. Uh, Alabama's fourth. Texas is fifth. Georgia's seventh. Now, the strength of schedule heavily favors Texas and Alabama. It does not favor Georgia and uh, Florida State very well. What was it, 33rd and 37th there, or 55th? 37th and 55th overall for strength of schedule. That's not great. That's not a great look, especially when you have Texas and Alabama there with four and five overall on both strength of record and strength of schedule. I would love to see like a Washington, Texas uh, college football championship. That would be amazing. All right, I'm all in on Texas making it. Let's go, baby. Come on. I'm ready. Let's just get this on with. Come on. I don't want to hear you talk, Marty. Come on. I don't know if this was so much as a thing of Georgia just running into a hot Alabama team or Georgia not quite having an identity throughout the whole year. They were kind of looking for what to do outside of Rock Bowers, and it never really, uh, never really materialized the way they wanted it to. Oh, come on. Come on. The College Football Playoff Selection Show is brought to you by... I feel like last year when I did with this with John, I got over there at 12 o'clock. We got everything set up, and it like rolled on like right away. I feel like there were no commercial breaks up until they revealed it. This is bullshit. Okay, so uh, they just brought up a good point on the College Football Playoff Selection Show. The conference champions will get in guaranteed next year. Thank God that we won't have any of this bullshit next year. Because, uh, honestly, if, if Florida State doesn't get in, I think that's a huge problem. And it's going to self-correct next year. And But, man, I guess you got to go out with a bang on the four-team playoff. Huh? All right, the rankings are in. Let's go. Okay, okay, here we go, here we go. Number one is... Michigan. Yep. Number one, Michigan. All right. Easy pick. Easy pick. Yep. Michigan definitely deserves to be number one. Cheating scandal or not. I guess everyone was stealing signs, so fuck it. All right. Michigan just learned their number one. Seems pretty expected. Harbaugh's happy. No overreactions in that Michigan room. They know. They knew they were number one. Number two, Washington. Yep. Okay. We're cruising. Two for two so far. Man, the way they came out firing against that Oregon team gets me hyped. If they would have struggled more against Oregon, I would have been pretty afraid for Washington, but they came out slugging, punched them right in the mouth. I think they're – whoever they play here, number three, I think they're going to win. I. It might be Texas. I think Texas would be the hardest matchup for Washington. Texas, number three. Texas is number three. Okay, okay, big, big move. Big move here. Oh, oh. okay, now I'm nervous for Washington, but that's going to be a good-ass game. Holy shit. Oh, they got it. Texas got it. 
Oh, I would love to be in that fucking room right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the girl standing on the bar recording everyone. <laughs> they made it. Let's go. And I'm sure I already said in the uh, rest of the podcast, Quinn Ewers is coming back next year, so they're ready to compete in the SEC. All right. Come on, number four. Number four. Oh, come on. Don't go. Don't do me like that. Kirk just said Alabama should be at four. Oh, man. Oh, man. Come on. Come on. Just drop it on us already. Just drop it on us already. If it isn't Florida State, I'm not even going to be mad because, like, this is going to be a great playoff. Oh, they're doing number six first. No. Georgia's number six. Okay. Okay. Good. Good, good, good. Georgia's number six. Oh, I get those bastards. I hate that they did it this way. Come on, come on, come on. Who's number four? Alabama's number four. Oh, Oh, Florida State. Oh, you feel so bad for them. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, man, that is heartbreak for Florida State. If I were Florida State, I'd be really mad at Bama. Oh, oh, my God. Oh. Poor, poor Florida State, Jordan Travis. Oh, man, this is going to be – I think these are the – Two, honestly, this is the best possible outcome. Michigan against Alabama, Washington against Texas. These are going to be two amazing games, and I cannot wait. All right, everyone. Munch, 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 munch. I do like the uh, Peach Bowl matchup of Penn State and Ole Miss. I think that'll be a great game. And then FSU will get to try their steal against, uh, against Georgia. I do <laughs> I think FSU is going to get blown out. Georgia's going to be mad. FSU is going to be mad too, but that defense is good, like I like I said, but the offense just wasn't enough to get past it, and at the end of the day, they're out of the rankings. It was sad as fuck to see Jordan Travis say, I wish I would have broke my leg earlier. That was his first reaction to post on social media. And I I mean, how could you not fucking feel for the kid? That was poor timing on that. He's right. And even with even if it was earlier, do would they I feel like they would be the same team not blowing people out. So It is evil. It does seem evil, but and it does seem like a money grab. But this is the Final Four team playoff. Let's send this thing off with a bang. I'm ready for it. Let's go. The Mizzou coach did win the show at the end. He said, uh, "Hey, hey, guys, I got a quick phone call. Connor Stallion's beeping in right here. I'm trying to get a few signals here, so I gotta go. Uh, but, but as soon as we get done." You know, look forward to competing against Ryan Day, and and, uh, we'll go from there. (laughs) 
so Mizzou against Ohio State, I think, is going to be another good bowl game. Yeah, I'm I'm ready. I think this is the best possible matchups: Washington, Texas, Michigan, Alabama. Let's do it. All right, we have more controversy in the NFL. Ryan Shazier cheated, and I can't read the messages on the computer. So, and my phone's recording. So I'm just not going to talk about it. Let's go on to another controversy, though. Uh, Von Miller had a warrant out for his arrest this past week for allegedly assaulting a pregnant person. The most offensive part of this is that we had to call her a pregnant person in the headline. What? It's a pregnant woman. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, they recanted their statements the next day saying it was just the baby kicking, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but he did turn himself in, I guess. And she said, Nope, it didn't happen. Oh, well, that's weird. That's kind of a weird flex. This flex made sense though. The Patriots got flexed out of Monday night football against the chiefs. They avoided getting blown out on national television for God knows the 10th time this season. Patriots. And it peppers, you have to apologize for nothing. You lucky we ass? Yeah, you're lucky we are ass ass. He should have said super ass. (laughs) It's the tamest thing he could have possibly said. Between the Giants, the Colts, and the Chargers, I think that was the worst three-game stretch ever, and that was before I learned that they are the first team since 1938 to allow 10 points or less in each game and go 0-3. Terrible. 10-6, 10-7, 6-0. When you're getting shut out 6-0 at home, whether or not, God, that's so... So bad. 26 total points in three games, and you lose all three. Uh, how? How? Another uh, thing that's impressive, the Lions are 9-3 for the first time since 1962. Fuck yeah. Go Lions. I, I'm, I'm rooting for the Lions. I really am. They've suffered enough. Another team that, oh my God, Eagles. Three games in 13 days is a lot, but what was it, 45 to 13? 45 to 19? Was 42 to 19? Oh, what are you, what are you doing? Just got cooked. Again, this was Debo Samuel showing up and just shitting on them. They couldn't stop the run. The Eagles linebackers were god-awful. Slay had a terrible game. The offense couldn't get anything going uh the big highlight here is when big dom kind of shoved greenlaw after greenlaw poked him in the face or maybe maybe big dom shoved him first but i heard the i saw the ref mouth to him you're not in the fucking game (laughs) yeah but they were both ejected for that that was the big controversy that happened in that game this one should be a non-controversial statement. Mike Evans is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Ten straight seasons of 1,000 yards. Did it with seven different quarterbacks in those ten years. Seven different quarterbacks. He still got to 1,000 yards each time. How impressive is that? 
Amazing. Amazing. All right, here's your weekly dose of the Dolphins. Other than them blowing out the Commanders 45-13, to 13, I did end up watching Hard Knocks, and it's definitely worth it for Mike McDaniel's antics. I'm actually disappointed that I didn't watch it last week because there was some more to mine there from uh, Kita. I keep wanting to call her Kita Vea because of Vita Vea in the NFL. <laughs> Dude, I was afraid she was going to flip out on the guy that jumped nachos on her. But, and it was her fault. But <laughs> I thought she was going to say, Ew, nacho cheese. <laughs> I would never put that kind of plastic in my body. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, it was funny and it was hilarious. Dude, Tyreek's mom is straight out of the hood. <laughs> oh my God, it is great. <laughs> it is really great to see her reactions. Uh, I am recording this on Tuesday night, so I'll watch tonight probably at 9 o'clock when it comes out. But the atmosphere of a good team on Hard Knocks is just different. Way different than the Lions or the Jets or the Cardinals last year. All right, <laughs> Speaking of Mike McDaniel's act, uh, antics, in episode two he said, I got roundhouse kicked in the shoulder. I had to act like it didn't hurt. But that hurt like a motherfucker, and I got hit in the dick. <laughs> Mike McDaniels, I love you. Please never change. Please, please never change. And the last thing here, I really, I know last week I was like, oh, are we going to keep blaming the field and not just blame these humans? Well, even though I still kind of blame him, Jalen Phillips, I do feel very, very, very bad for you. I didn't realize that he had battled through all those injuries at UCLA and even before or and then going to Miami I Miami Florida like the college I could not believe like it just I felt bad for him I did I think that's it for this week with the live reactions we got a good episode all right everyone make sure you guys like subscribe and comment on YouTube uh leave the like don't even listen to it I do not care. Just like, subscribe, comment. Uh, make sure to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or available anywhere you get podcasts. So make sure to tune in there. And all right, make sure to follow us on Instagram for clips. All right, everyone. I'll leave you with this. Munch, 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 munch.